Welcome back, welcome back. It is the Trap Bootcamp Podcast with your fitness curator, Oracle Jane Doe. Here to share with you guys another week of good stuff. Episode three. And because of consistency, I'm happy to be sharing stuff with you guys. So we were supposed to have my daughter here today, but we got into it prior to me taping because she would sleep in my bed. My friends know she takes over my space, so she had to get up out of here. But she might come back later on once, you know, we're best friends, so she'll be over it in a little while. <laughs> so anyway, I'm excited today again to just share some good information with you guys. As always, I got a popper stopper because last week I had it, I had it up here, but I just didn't use it. And I realized, you know what? I need a popper stopper because I say a lot of p, p-, p-, p- words. So I want to make sure that we get this stuff right. So um, welcome. Today's topic is going to be about your vision for your body. It's Valentine's Day. V is not for Valentine. It is for vision. It's not Valentine's Day. It's the day after Valentine's Day. I'm celebrating my Valentine's Day today after this episode. Yeah. Anyway. What is your vision for your body? All right. So my vision for my body has changed so many times. And I guess I, could, I have to start out by telling you like a bit of my stories. Everyone doesn't know my story. Some of you guys don't know me. So I guess you have to get to know me through this podcast. So, um, all right. So I was a rapper for quite some time. Uh, You know, this is a one woman show here. So, you know what? If you want to help with this production, hit me up via DM or, you know, Instagram, everywhere in email. I need help with my show. I can't do this on my own. I'm trying, but I am. I'm going to finish this. But anyway, so, so the vision for your body, my story, when I first started training, I wanted to be a... A rapper. I rapped for uh, a number of years uh, and also sang for some time. And in the midst of that, I decided I wanted to lose some weight because I was having issues with getting into auditions and I just didn't feel comfortable in my skin. I just didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling good about it. And uh, I was a part of an all female crew. And, you know, I just. I felt like I wanted to stick out, you know, I wanted to stand out. I wanted to change. So, you know, when they say you, you want to change, you got to make that change in you. I started with the woman in the mirror. I started like that. So, um, I have my notes here that I'm looking at because it's just easier for me to remember. Cause you know, a woman of a certain age, I forget. So, um, in the midst of that, my vision kind of changed because even though I was, you know, I was overweight and I wanted to lose weight for health reasons, you know, I went and got a checkup and my doctor was saying, you know, you, you may have precancerous cells on your uh, uterus and you need to live a healthy life. I mean, this needs to be one of the healthiest lives you've lived ever because, you know, you know, we don't want any threat of cancer to your body. So all you had to do was say cancer one time to me. And that's my friends changed my ways. I didn't have thoughts of, you know, I just need to be fit for this. And I wanted to look sexy for this. At first, that's what it was about. But the, it changed from that into, you know what? I need to get healthy, like functionally healthy, not not just, you know, sexy because I, I exude sexy, but healthy was different. 
I didn't realize that my life was about to change completely, that I was going to be transformed and regenerated and actively progressed toward my own goal. So that's what happened. I created a vision, you know, and Carolyn mine, or you guys sidebar right quick. I called Carolyn mine's office because I wanted to talk to her for about, about a few things. So hopefully I'll get to chat with her and I'll come back and tell you guys about it later on. And I say my, I was saying Maine last week, like mine, <laughs> but it's mine. When I called, they said her email was mine. Her name was mine. My bad, Carolyn. I act like, I feel like I know her. Miss Carol, I'm calling Miss Carolyn. She gonna, she's probably going to be like, girl, please. Uh, could you please call me doctor? <laughs> we don't know. That's a part of my manual for my life, creating this manual for me to live by so that I can have a functional life from here on out because I'm over 40. And I want to be able to do a lot of things after, you know, you know, from here on out, it's about functionality. It's not really about being super sexy and all that. I mean, although I I do want to be sexy and I do want to be fine, but yeah, I want to be able to get up straight. You know, um, I want to be able to have sex until I die. I want, you know, I want to be able to stand up on my own. Uh, I want to be able to do a whole lot of things. And I think health and fitness are those things that keep you going towards that goal. I was transformed, but I didn't know I was being transformed for a purpose. Ha cha cha. Don't get me out here preaching. I'm saying that because for real, y'all, you don't know where I've come from. I've come too far to turn back now. Anyway. Like Nipsey, he, I, I heard a, a thing of him saying, you know, I had to, I experienced every emotion in this thing. I have experienced every emotion in this weight loss thing. Like I, I, I pretty much wrote out a manual, not knowing I was doing it, but I, I was something at one point in my life told me I needed to document everything that was happening to me. So I started doing it knowingly, just writing it out and stuff and created this somewhat manual for my life. Huh? I don't say I look at it all the time, but I know subconsciously I follow it quite a bit. I had to be overweight so that I could tell someone who was overweight what I experienced and how it could help them. I did little things like I wrote out days that I wanted to liberate myself. I was scared to wear short shorts because I had a lot of fat on my legs. That was probably the biggest part of my body. My legs were like... 29 inches they were pretty big my legs were pretty big I was not like uh, I was they they classified me as morbidly obese but I wasn't a big girl big girl I was one of those big girls that had like a smaller face and like you knew it was a small girl a smaller person on the inside but so much you know fat and armor had been put on my body to battle you know this thing called life that I started to to wear my armor in fat you know and my vision was blurred for my life so I started to create this vision I started to train with a trainer who ended up um I worked for for a while and I ended up apprenticing under him for two years because I decided during that time that I wanted to become a personal trainer in the midst of that, my body changing, I started helping other people and I decided to get certified. I realized after I started losing weight that I, I wasn't just about me. You know, I, I, I don't know why I always tend to bring people along. But once I started losing weight, the girls in my crew started losing weight. 
And the people around me, my family was like, well, what are you doing? Show me how to do it. And I just started showing people and I decided, you know what? I want to be a trainer. I made the change and I became a trainer. And over the time, you know, we'll talk about more of it later on. But over that time, I did lose an around, I got to a high goal of 55 pounds. And I was like, you know what? I think this is almost where I want to be, but it still wasn't the vision that I had. What the, I didn't see the body that I wanted to see in front of me. I seen myself smaller, but it just looked kind of like a bag of bones. Like there was no shape to it. I decided to go and back in and train a little bit more. But in the midst of that, I ended up losing 75 pounds and then I broke my ankle. I gained 25 of those pounds back. Uh, I was on crutches for a while. And in the midst of that time, I also lost a family member. Granted, that was extreme because I was just not well. I had lost weight, but I just wasn't well. You know, I, I and I still didn't see the body that I wanted to see in front of me. It wasn't the full vision. After that, I had hand surgery. Oh, talk about stress. And it was just one thing after another. And I was still seeing myself another way. Like I felt like I had lost the weight, but it was still like things that I didn't like. It was still always when someone says, oh, you look good. I'd be like, oh yeah, girl, you know what? I got to do this and I got to do this. And I got, girl, I need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I wasn't comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable now, but I wasn't then. So fast forward a little bit, you know, I, I, after the hand surgery, I met, um, a home girl of mine and she helped me to enhance my vision, but the loss of my cousin, it showed me that I had to be more specific in what my vision was for my life. I needed to be more specific and make it a reality, not just, you know, oh, I want to be thin because after you start losing weight, girl, guy, <laughs> friends, trap mates, when you start losing weight, this is armor. Just so you know, this fat, not for everybody, but for some of us, this is our armor against the world. We pack these layers of fat unknowingly to deal with the blows that we're taking from life and I was taking some blows and I just after losing weight I started compacting putting more weight more weight more weight more weight more weight and I was like okay we got to figure this out and shout out to my hand doctor Dr. Levi he has a show also a podcast and a show an amazing hand surgeon he impacted me in such a way during that time, I also put myself into therapy because of the loss of my cousin. Remember, interior and exterior change, y'all. So I needed full transformation. Transform for a purpose. Remember that, the vision. I was being transformed for a purpose and I didn't know what it was. So still having this vision of seeing myself in a happier place, a healthier place, I decided to um, find ways to keep me going. Okay. 
And some of you guys that know me, I am a self-help freak. Once I get on something, I'm into it. So I started listening to Les Brown. I started going to, all I was listening to was positive stuff. And then I got this little booklet and I decided to create this thing, which is going to be life hack number one. Life hack number one. Life hack number one. The Book of Positivity. I got a small little um, leaflet book, one of the little pocket-sized books that you can write in. And I put in anything positive. Positivity. I wrote out, let me see, it's right here actually. Now, it's tore up now. This little book is tore up, but inside of here, let me go. Okay, so the first page says The Optimist Creed. Commit yourself to a stress-free life. Um... I have a mission that I will complete. I will make a difference in this world. I'm committed to making a difference in music and fitness. Go now, go now. I I was just writing out anything that would keep me on a positive road because therapy wise, she was getting out stuff that was so deep and it was helping me with these layers of fat. And it was also helping me push through and get my breakthrough to see this vision that I have for my life. Right. So the book of positivity, let me see what what else. Um, some things that I would write, um, to make me go, these are funny, not really funny, but serious. It says I'm going in the right direction. I'm able to achieve my dream. I can't achieve any goal. I am dedicated. I am fulfilled. I'm, I am valuable. After 90 years, I won't have to pay taxes. Oh, so you have to sometimes remind yourself, listen, 90 years is a long time, but I plan on being 90. Okay. 90 plus a hundred plus still getting it. (laughs) I wrote a lot of stuff down in this book to just keep me going. I was going through some stuff. Y'all I was getting deep and it was getting super dark and I needed a way out and therapy was help and church was help and friends were help. And I had to keep sight of the vision of, for my body. So I always created these vision boards all the time. And so I decided in my vision book or my book of positivity, I was going to put pictures of things that helped me get to the goal. So I cut out a picture of a woman that I had found in a fitness magazine. I spoke with one of my homegirls who I'll tell you the story later. Her name is Michelle Tibbs. She does trap yoga in Seattle, Washington. That's my homegirl. She um, inspired me along the way. Right after a breakup, I met Michelle with a um, through a friend who I work for. I'll tell you the story later or whatever. And I knew I just, I had to get it tight, number one. And the person who was with me didn't support me during the grieving loss of my cousin. So I just moved on and I figured, you know what? It was time for me to change. So my friend Michelle was deciding to make a change in her life as well. She's a cancer survivor and she introduced me to Pilates and yoga and she showed me how to strengthen my core and I added her to my mastermind group. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Again, mastermind groups, look them up. Everyone needs one to get to their successful through their successful journey. Look it up. We'll talk about it later. But I added her to my mastermind group and she was about to do a bikini competition. Well, she was doing a a fitness competition, but 
um, she was going to do the fitness portion where you have to make up a routine and then you showcase your body. And I was like, girl, you're crazy. I could never do that. And she was like, why? You can do anything you want to do. She's like, you should do this with me. And I was like, Michelle, please. She was like, do it with me. I'll pay for you to come down. I'll help you. She helped me. And I just, I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, do it. Let's do it. And let me tell you something, you guys, you can tell yourself all day long what you cannot do, but the things that you can do, your mind is your only limitation. And when I stepped on that stage, believe me, I I mean, I'm going to put some links in here so you can see what, what my body did after that competition, but she inspired me to do it. But my my first thought was like, why am I doing this? The women that I was seeing, they was looking hard and I didn't want to look like that. I was like, Mm-mm, that is not for me. I want to stay soft and sexy. I want a nice, cute shape. And I looked and I seen the bikini competitors. And then I liked the womanly, the feminine part of them. You know, when I was in college, I did a, uh, a beauty pageant girl to get next to some boy that I like. And it just made me be more feminine. They showed me how to walk in heels. And I seen these women walking in bathing suits in heels. And I was like, how empowering is that? And I just, I needed to something to help me with my vision. And I seen it. So I cut out this picture and I put it inside my vision book. This woman was stacked. Okay. And she had one second place. And I was like, you know my first show you can't just aim too high (laughs) I I got high hopes but I was just being realistic so I was like okay I think I could do this this body looks good it looks soft it's muscular but she still looks sexy you know and it looks womanly and that's what I wanted but it was like discipline at another level I couldn't afford a posing coach but I did have a trainer that subconsciously was there from the start and was a part of my vision from the very start and I'm going to give this free promo free promo to this woman because she also was a part of my mastermind group and helped me to be successful in getting to my vision shout out to Alice Raybon on Instagram Alice R-A-I-B-O-N at the social workout studio let me get the address for you guys 2114 one Devonshire in Chatsworth, California, 91311. There's a picture of her every time you walk in there in this yellow bikini and her body was banging. All right. Not to mention Alice has F, F, F. Not, but ass. Alice has ass. Every time I would look at it, I'd be like, man, I want to do that. But it was something that I just wasn't thinking was realistic. But when I thought about the bikini competition, she was the first person that came to mind. And I added her to my mastermind group and she started to train me and she trained me for a great amount, friend amount, you know, and although I was a trainer, trainers need trainers too. Don't trip. Everybody needs a trainer. Trainer needs trainers too. So my first show with Alice, I trained, I looked at everything I can watch online and I saw the vision. Every night I would go train. I had to take on a whole new life. All these supplements, these fat burners, these protein shakes, which we will talk about later on in a later date, the importance of those and the unimportance of those when living a functional lifestyle. But 
I had to introduce my life to all types of new things to change it in a short amount of time. I had 16 weeks to create a body that I had to show in front of a bunch of people that I did not know. Think about that. A part of my vision was never to get up on stage, but it was to see this other person. But this was something that I had to go through to get to that vision. I just didn't know if I could do it. You know, I mean, the ridicule of somebody looking at me and saying, um, no, it's not good enough. You know, I already was telling myself I wasn't good enough, but to go up there and know that I had to be judged. Let me just sum it all up. But in my first show, I got 13th place. Okay. I went all the way to Seattle. I had an awesome experience. I influenced my best friend to lose some weight during the time who was still on the journey with me. And when you're going through these fitness journeys and you get on these stages for fitness competition, it's not about your body. It's about your determination during that time period and the package you bring to the stage. Were you disciplined enough to push away from the table? Were you disciplined enough to, to do all the things at, that a winner would do to get on that stage? And in my life, I'm going to win. So I never let anything put me down. So that, you know, was never a deterrence for me. I was going to be a winner. So I decided, you know what, no matter what place I get, I'm going to do it. So 13th place, first show. Fast forward, I decided I was going to do one more show. <sighs> in the vision of creating the woman that I want to be and am now and still going going towards I needed to do one more show to understand the change that was really occurring in my life and I did one more show so first show 13th place second show second place vision vision I stepped on that stage. I believed in myself. All I wanted was one of those little brown statues and I got it. Y'all don't understand. I had to walk across the stage in a bikini that was smaller. My first bikini competition, I had went downtown. I got a suit made. So a girl that I was working with, she had to be a size three, four. She let me borrow her bikini. I'm going to post the pictures of my body. She let me borrow the bikini, y'all. I wore that bikini on stage. It was a red bikini, tiny little itty bitty red bikini. I was busting it. And I it was the body that I thought I wanted. Got on that stage, second place, boom. But when I stepped off stage, I am, as I said, I'm a junkie for achievement. And it just still wasn't enough because I realized it's not about the weight loss. It's about how you feel on the inside. And I knew I couldn't keep up with this body. I needed something functional. So I needed to map out a new vision. You know, moving fast forward to who I am now, I'm super happy in this body. And this is the vision for the body. I got y'all. <laughs> I mean, it ain't a lot of ass, but it's enough ass to grip and hey. I hiked for this ass. I did a lot for this ass. I trained. I did all kind of different things for this life. And I had a vision for this body. But overall, I didn't know how this vision was going to change me. 
I had to get to a place where I can help other people. I had to go through every emotion to get to who I am right now. I'm so happy in this body. And I'm not saying that life changed completely, you know, like I'm still having to deal with my day to day. I still have issues. I still have, you know, teenagers and, you know, I got all that stuff, but I am on the path to success. I'm super excited because I'm mapping out a new vision for my body and it's a functional vision. But just know that when I do get money, I'm getting some tits and teeth, y'all. So just know that I'm letting you know now functional fitness will cause me to to live a longer life. You know, I want to be able to get up on my own, as I said before. Have sex till I die. Have sex till I die. Have sex till I die. And number one on the list is twerk till I'm 65, 70. You know, I want to be twerking. I do. That's the part of my heritage. My family's from New Orleans. I want to be twerking. Oh, lady twerk. I don't need my knees giving out on me, ladies. So if you with me, functional, create a vision for your life <laughs> to sum it up. That's what it's about, creating a vision for your life. And anybody, you know, it's not about impressing people on Instagram. It's about creating a vision that you can live with forever. So as I said last week, I'm living a 60-40 right now. So I'm currently mapping out a new vision for my life, a new functional vision for my life. And I'm going to issue a trap mate challenge to you guys. Trap mate challenge. Trap mate challenge. All right, y'all. 14 days restrictions. So the trap mate challenge is 14 days. No burgers, no chips, no ice cream, no fast food, no chocolate, no white bread. Ooh, no soda, no cakes, no donuts, no cookies, no candies, no gummies. <laughs> you guys, I have a gummy addiction. My gummy addiction started with Trader Joe's. I have no gummy. I am abandoning gummies. I'm putting them away. 14 days. I can admit it, you know, I'm telling my people, my clients to live this healthy life and I have been eating gummies. <laughs> Trader Joe's, oh, they have so many good things and it's really hard to sometimes get past it, but whatever. I want you to try it 14 days. Hit me online. Send me your questions. If you want some different ideas, some more life hacks. I got one more life hack for you because I'm always, I don't want you guys to think that I am just always going to give you life hacks that have to do with marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. You know, let's, I'm going to give you a life hack today. Life hack number two, life hack number two, life hack number two. This is a life hack for people who are having issues with their mood. Okay. You know, right around the, the time of the month, we always have a mood change. But sometimes, you know, we're being impacted with high levels of stress in our society and a lot of people are depressed. So here is another way for those people that do not smoke marijuana or, or marijuana or do not believe in CBD or aren't um, cannabis consumers like myself. I want you to find a good mood food. How about that? So in order to increase your serotonin levels, so 
on my library seeks I told you I have all of these different things so I go on library seeks and I found this book called safe effective non-addictive natural highs feel good all the time the book is by Hyla Cass and Patrick Holford this book was pretty interesting because I had one point was smoking way too much and I realized, you know what? You need balance. Moderation is important. Okay. Anything in moderation. So I do sometimes overly consume and it becomes like my boyfriend. And now I needed to find ways to access a natural high. So here is a little life hack that I found. Uh, I'm going to read facts. Okay. Okay. Uh, serotonin comes from the essential amino acid tryptophan, which is found in protein containing foods such as fish, turkey, chicken, cottage cheese, avocados, bananas, and wheat germ. Researchers have found that they, when they take depressed patients who have improved and deprived them of tryptophan, their depression returns. Look into some good mood foods. Those are just a few, you guys, but it's important to increase your serotonin levels so that you can enhance your mood. So that's just a little life hack. Those That's a way to naturally do it. This book has a lot more information. I do love books. And if you don't, you do love books, this is a book that you can look into. This shows you supplements um, nutrition and mind body techniques to help you feel good all the time. All right. I told you here at Trap Bootcamp, it's about transforming, regenerating and actively progressing. So this is a book that will assist you in trapping, 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 trapping. And it's all about you guys. It's all about my trap mates, right? We're going to read this letter. I am so excited. We have got our first, first time for me to flex my freak, flex my freak, flex my freak. <laughs> Ladies, this is an important part of our lives as well. We have to flex our freak. You should be always able to tell a good, sexy story to make your friends laugh or, you know, if your husband's away and you don't want him messing around on you, you should be able to get your bars up on your your phones, your phone sex girls. So I'm going to share um, my grown woman technique. This story is so funny and it comes from our trap mate in San Fernando Valley who will remain anonymous. But we are going to listen to her story. So the story is called Bubblelicious. Bubblelicious. <laughs> This is going to be good. All right. So had a date with a dude in my early 20s and he went and it went great until the sex. He was super tipsy and went down, down. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10. I would have to give him at least a three. And that's being super generous. I'm laying there on my back, waiting for him to finish thinking to myself, God, can this be over already? When lo and behold, he finally finished. Mm. 
And after, of course, faking an ultimate orgasm to get him to stop already. Next thing you know, he goes to kiss me on my mouth. And I stopped him immediately because guess what? This motherfucker. He went down on me with bubble gum in his mouth. Not that bubblicious hubba bubba bubblicious gum, but the super stringy Wrigley's juicy fruit gum that is super sticky and come to find out I had it all over my vajayjay and the hairs. I did not know what to do. I just wanted to run out of the room. So I did. I gathered all my belongings, picked up my clothes, and tried to gather what little self-respect that I had at the time for myself for getting into this situation. And I should have known better. When I finally got home, I managed to peel my underwear off my delicate flower with bubble gum stringing from my vagina hairs (laughs) to the inside of my and I had to shave every piece of hair off rest assured I never talked to this dude ever again even though he called me a few times I never picked up ghosted that ladies now what the hell okay dudes let me just let me just let me just give you a little thing always take the gum out okay on that note, we are out. We are out. Yes. No art today, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Follow me, follow me, follow me, you guys. Follow me. DM me with your questions. See if you can top that. Send me in your grown woman stories. Rate, subscribe, like, share. Rate, subscribe, like, share.